welcome to episode number 53 of AB's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. Remember, this is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, sometimes discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind, um, and spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. We'll also have a Kurt Facts segment where my brother Curtis gives us facts about uh, cards that were pulled or maybe talked about uh, players from the last episode. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts, among others. New episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs and you'll see the part of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans charities, so contact us through one of the outlets I just mentioned. We'd be happy to help you uh, figure out a way, either through us or yourself, to uh, donate or help veterans and their families any way that you can. Um, we love doing that. Uh, that today we'll be discussing 1988 score. Um, and we thank you for your support, all the support that we get and the, um, some of the comments and the um, different likes and different things that you give us on our social media outlets. Thank you for that. Um, have a little promo for our new podcast called CV's 10 to check out. Um, so that is sharing the joy of music in hopes of bringing back old memories or helping listeners discover unfamiliar artists, bands, or songs that they might want to look further into and also help out veterans charities along the way. Um, that's the uh, new podcast that my brother and I started where we research 10 songs and Curtis does the research for the most part. Then I relay that, that information and uh, we play clips of each one of those songs and they might be songs that kind of flew under the radar to you as a listener. And then we hopefully get comments from you and we talk about what you think about them after what we've, um, after we talk about what we've kind of told you about them and what we think about them. Because the beauty of music is that it means something, can mean something different to everybody. So be looking for that. There is one episode of that out already. Those come out each month. <clears throat> so now we will, today we're going to um, do the Kurt Fax segment right now and then we'll describe the uh, 1988 score set and then we'll open our pack. So let's uh, look at our Kurt Fax from the last episode. Um, that was episode 52, 1994 Donruss. So Kurt's facts are, number one, Chuck Finley was pulled. And he says, you were correct that he played for the Cleveland Indians for two and a half seasons. I remember him most for the fact that while playing for the Tribe in the ALDS in 2000, he went 0-2 with a 7.27 ERA. And also during his time with the Tribe, he, he had a nasty divorce from his wife, Tawny Catan. I'm not sure if that's how you say it. Of White Snake 80s video fame. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that now. Um, he had solid career numbers of 200 wins and 2,610 Ks. That's 28th all time. And a strange stat that I found on him is that he is the only pitcher to strike out four batters in the same inning three times in a career. Huh, crazy. Number two, Kurt Fact, is Greg Maddox was pull, also pulled, and he might be the greatest pitcher that I got to see um, over their whole career. Remember, this is Curtis talking. I can remember watching him pitch for the Braves with Pappy Quinn, that's our grandpa, 
And also um, because the Braves were on our cable system every night, practically even, practically even in Ohio, this guy was known for pinpoint control without overpowering stuff. In fact, once he threw a complete game shutout on only 78 pitches, only throwing 15 balls. And in 2001, he pitched 72 and a third innings, 72 and a third innings straight without walking anyone. Whoa, that's unbelievable. He also had tremendous durability in, in that he was only on the DL one time in like a 22-year career. He's probably the best pitch, fielding pitcher I ever witnessed and won 18 gold gloves in his 22-year career. The big thing that I remember is that he helped the Braves beat my favorite Cleveland Indians in the World Series in 1995. In that 95 season, he had a 19-2 win-loss record with a 1.63 ERA and also won a gold glove. Such a complete player. In 1994, his batting average was 222, and it was higher than his ERA that was 1.56. And you don't see many hitters or um, pitchers that hit two, over 200. That's pretty amazing in the in the major leagues. He's eighth on on the all-time career wins list with 355, and tenth in Ks uh, with 3,371. And his career ERA was 3.16. And he also won four straight Cy Young awards. Wow, what a pitcher! Uh, three, Harold Baines was pulled, and I think people would be surprised by his hitting numbers. He's in the Hall of Fame, fame and is really the first mostly all-DH to get into the Hall, as after only a season or two of playing the outfield, he was relegated to DH due to severe knee problems. I remember him being such a clutch hitter, and, and so I dug a little deeper and found some stats that showed just how clutch he was. He's tied for 7th all-time in the AL for Grand Slams with 13. He's 7th all-time in the AL in walk-off homers with 10, and his career postseason batting average was 324. A couple more interesting facts are that he's one of only 7 White Sox players to get a bronze statue at the White Sox Stadium, and the bat that he used to hit a walk-off homer to end the MLB's longest continuous game, just over 8 hours, is in the Hall of Fame. He hit 289 for his career and is the 47th all-time with 2,866 hits. 67th all-time with 384 homers, and 34th all-time with 1,628 ribbies, another indication of how clutch he was. Dang, I did not realize that. Harold Baines, he could rip, man. Um, and then lastly, Mark Lewis was pulled, and I remember reading about him being drafted in the first round by the Cleveland Indians in 1988. It was cool because he was out of Hamilton High School near Cincinnati and was supposed to be the next great shortstop. In classic, only in Cleveland fashion, he ended up being a bust, but I recall his career highlight in 1995 in the NLDS for the Reds, because he ended up getting traded to the Reds, where he hit the first pinch hit grand slam in postseason history. So that's cool to be known for. Hey, he made the major leagues, Curtis, and you and I didn't. So um, I'd love to make the major leagues and be a bust. At least I played, got there. But I appreciate those Kurt facts. Those are some awesome facts again, Curtis. You always do such a good job, and we're a great team with this. Uh, All right, so our description of 1988 score is, uh, score was 88 score was a 660 card set that was distributed by Major League Marketing. Uh, That was the parent company of Sportflix. And we haven't opened, I don't think, a Sportflix pack yet. They were kind of like a card that had... um, it, it kind of moved, like the player moved on the card if you moved it different ways. But at some point, we'll probably get one of those because I have some of those in my random rip box. Um, so 88 score, the set is distinguished by the fact that each card back shows a full color picture of the player. And the set's broken up into six distinctive 110 card color subsets. 
And there are subsets that include Reggie Jackson tributes, rookie prospects, and 1987 season highlights. And I believe 88 was the first year for score. Um, if I'm wrong, somebody can tell me that, but I think it is. Um, card number 501 is one of the few cards of Reggie Jackson depicted as a Baltimore Oriole. So that'd be cool to find that card. Rookie cards in this set that are that are decent rookies are Ken Caminetti, Tom Glavin, Glavin, and Matt Williams. So we'll be looking for those. We'd like to find the Glavin rookie. Pretty sure that's a rookie prospects card. Um, and there's also one I saw in there called... A Terry Francona error, error card. So I titled this one Tom Glavin and Terry Franconia Error Search. Yes, I spelled it Franconia because the error is that his name is spelled Franconia instead of Francona. I think that would be cool to get that error card. Uh, so we'll be looking for those. Um, the distribution of 88 scores in the wax packs boxes. There were 36 packs per box, 17 cards plus one Magic Motion Trivia card per pack. 20 boxes per case. In the racks, there were 24 rack packs per box, 54 cards per three per three Magic Motion Trivia cards rack, three boxes per case. And there were factory sets and then glossy factory sets, so they'd be worth a little more. They were made glossy. They looked just like the other cards, I would say. And then, I don't know if I've seen those before, uh, but they were glossy, so they're made out of something a little bit different card, card stock-wise. And that, those were limited to 5,000 sets, so it would make them worth a little bit more. Um, and um, at this point, uh, we're going to go over into uh, YouTube and we'll uh, open our pack. But first, uh, a little ad for Buzzsprout. Um, we use Buzzsprout and it makes uh, podcasting really easy. You can start with some gear that you already have in a quiet space. And if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at, that, at the right price. Buzzsprout gets you your show listed in every major podcast platform. You get a great looking podcast website, audio players you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and much, much more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Uh, the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout like us to get their message out to the world. And if you follow the link in the show notes, that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you. And it gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and it helps support our show. All right, here we are with our 1988 score wax pack. You notice they're not in like the wax packs you're used to um, from a little bit. Um, earlier days. These are kind of a, I don't know what you'd call that, poly or I don't know if that's cello or what it is, but um, it's made a little bit harder to tamper with, it looks like. So we got a red um, color there on the front with a yellow baseball and white 1988 Major League and the blue score. And it's got a umpire and a catcher and a guy sliding into home plate and it's got a uh, baseball diamond on the front and it says player cards and trivia cards 17 player cards and one magic motion trivia card per pack our winner before we open is tanner ham tanner ham thanks for listening thanks for the um at least the like i don't know if you're listening or not but at least got some likes on it on facebook i think all right here we go i'm gonna open that up so Tanner, you're going to be getting uh, this pack along with some other wax packs we'll send to you. All right, here we go. We got 
Here's what they look like. Here's Bill Doran. So you see you got the borders are, if you can kind of just see as I hold them up, borders are different colors. So there were a certain amount of cards that were all that color. So when you looked at it in a factory set, you could see it by colors, the different um, colors of each amount of cards. I don't know if it was like a hundred cards and they were all this color or what, but um, um, they all had, they had kind of had different border colors. So then you'd know kind of between the numbers that they were, I believe. Here's Bill Doran. So then on the back, and it's got a nice border and then a, a little white border inside of it. And then the bottom has their name and their position that says score in the bottom right-hand corner. And the back has all, looks like it has all their years of playing stats. Their major league batting record um, has some good information about each player. It's really easy to read on there. I like that. It says score at the bottom. It's got another picture on the back, a color picture. So... This is at the time they're trying to ramp it up and make each card better than the next. And this was during the uh, totally junk waxed era that they were overproducing everything. But I thought this was a cool set. I remember this came out. I remember making the set by hand, getting a bunch of these up at the Lawson's uh, or at the uh, pharmacy that we had, the Cope Pharmacy that we had in Manchester, Ohio, I think is where it was. Uh, Vince Coleman, man, I love to watch Vince Coleman run. And he also reminds me of my cousin, Kevin kind of looks like him in the face and that's not a joke. He really does. Um, Vince Coleman next we have, Oh man, that's an awesome card. Barry Larkin, the red legs. Um, he is fun to watch. He had an MVP year. I think one year might've been the year they won the world series. That'll probably be a Kurt fact. I'm thinking, I'm not sure exactly, but I think that he, he might've won the MVP that year, 1990. We'll find out. Larry Sheets. Remember, we're looking for that Terry Francona where it says Franconia. I'd love to get that error card. Or Tom Glavin's rookie would be cool to have. Bobby Bonilla. Man, he had some great years. Bobby Bonilla is one of the killer bees. He was a great hitter. Jack Howell. Joe Necro, brother of Phil Necro. Dave Meads. Tim Stoddard. Dave Smith, notice all the different um, border colors. <laughs> Dave Smith, it's about the most normal name ever. <laughs> Bruce Hurst, oh man, one of my favorite players of all times. And I know this is my brother Curtis is one of his favorite. I love pulling him. Tony Gwynn, what a card. Love that guy. He was amazing. Tony Gwynn. Uh, Glenn Davis. He had a few good years. Must have got hurt or something because he had, looks like on the back of that card, he had three years in a row where it was like he was a rookie and had like 20 homers and then 31, then 27. I wonder what happened after that. I don't remember him lasting a lot longer. Could be wrong. Dwayne Murphy. Not Eddie. Chili Davis. I think we've pulled him before in another episode in a different pack. John Farrell. And here's a Rookie Prospects card. I'm glad we got one of these. So the Rookie Prospects specs card. It's the last card. No Tom Glavin or Terry Franconia. <laughs> uh, but this is Jody Reed. And it says Rookie Prospect along the top. In 1988. You know, the year of the card down the side. So it was a little different look that Score brought to the table. So that was our pack. Tanner Ham, you will be getting this pack and some other packs um, that are unopened. Oh, and here's the... Uh, Forgot about the little magic motion 
trivia card thing. It says, do you remember Arlington Stadium and great moments in baseball? It says July 18th, 1987. Then it says, Don ties Dale's mark. So um, it says, one of baseball's more daunting records was set in 1956 when Dale Long of the Pirates hit home runs in eight consecutive games. No one had ever come closer than six in a row before or since until Don Mattingly went on a streak in 1987. It started in Yankee Stadium on July 8th when Don whacked two homers against the Twins. The next four days, he had a home run a day, and including a grand slam against the White Sox at Yankee Stadium. Then following the All-Star break, Don bashed two homers, a grand slam and a two-run homer at the, at the Rangers Arlington Stadium on June July 16th to tie the AL mark. A tremendous homer the next night against the Rangers gave Don the AL record all by himself. On Saturday, July 18th, Don grounded out in the first inning against the Rangers. With the count 2-0 in the fourth, he stroked a home run to left center field off Jose Guzman to tie Long's 31-year-old record. The next night, he got two hits but no homers. The impressive streak was over. So Don Mattingly hit eight straight home runs. That's pretty cool. He tied that record. That was a great moment in baseball. And all the Every pack would have one of these in it. It gave you a great moment in baseball. So pretty cool. All right. So we'll get back and end up the uh, end out the podcast here. And we're done on the YouTube side. All right. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AB's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans' charities. And remember to check out CVs, tend to check out the new podcast um, that was put together by Curtis and Aaron Vaughn. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs Podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.